Hi everyone, Morgan here. Before the episode starts, just wanted to give you guys a heads up that this is a pretty heavy episode. Um, It involves suicidal ideations, depression, um, and some kind of like gory stuff. Uh, So just giving you guys a heads up. As always, there are resources in our show notes. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll get to the episode. My father was East Tennessee, land of home free. Spent time as a kid, hills of Carolina, mountains and the valleys there. There's no place finer. Still, my time keeps ticking away. I'll just keep on living. Hello, everyone. Hey um, like, I I'm almost starting this speechless because my day has been so terrible. So has Morgan's. Um, Morgan, what is going on in the universe? Because the, something is happening and it's not good. <laughs> well, you know, for all our astrologically in, interested, inclined uh, guys and gals, uh, actually, things should be doing better because all planets are now direct um so this week was supposed to be a really good week well i got directly hit (laughs) i can i can can say that i'm i've been directly hit yeah i mean there was some good stuff i can't lie but last two days have been real rough (laughs) yeah the last two days have definitely well it's been a hard week plus at this point i mean we mentioned Yes, we mentioned last episode. Um, oh, it shit! It has been two weeks, right? Well, and it, by the time this comes out, it's going to be three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned last episode, like we're going to have to do a State of the Union 2.0 because we had had a dramatic turn of events, yeah. um, and that's what we're doing. Because goddamn, I mean, this is, a, and I said it in one of the previous episodes, like this is probably the hardest thing we've been through now at this point. Is this real life? Like I literally question, is this real? Is this is this really real life? <laughs> is where I'm at really. But yeah, I'm Sarah. My voice is on its way back, but it's still raspy. Yeah, so. it's it's definitely improved a little bit. Yeah, I'm the older cousin. <laughs> I am Morgan. Um, I am the younger cousin. Got it right this time. Um, I don't know. Maybe your voice though is helpful for the podcast because now we can really people can really tell us apart. Yeah. Yeah. See? Positives. <laughs> always looking at it the better way. So, you know. <laughs> all right. So the last state of the union, I shared that we knew that my mother was back in the hospital mm-hmm. like that day. And I shared that I knew she could speak. And so I had not planned on going that day, but it uh, took a real deep dive. So wound up going to the hospital. And every time I've gone to the hospital this year and seen her, it's been shocking. I mean, she is not recognizable. Mm-hmm. This time, I it, it, it's so indescribable. Like her hair had been in a mat and so she shaved her head. And so like her hair is like an inch long 
She's completely emancipated. I mean, she looked like a corpse. Her face was unrecognizable and she has these wounds. It started with the legs and she just continued to not be compliant and she would leave the hospital and just go home and be back on the needle doing heroin and meth. And so they have gotten so bad. They've done lots of surgeries to bring them, etc. It got to where she could not walk. So she hasn't walked in four months, which means she was at this house she lives in, my childhood home, um, having bowel movements on herself and laying in it, which Mm -hmm. caused bed sores. These bed sores got so bad that they are like melon-sized holes in her butt and in her back. And I mean, you can look in them. They're that big. And so... This I mean, they're horrific. It's like, it's truly the worst thing I've ever seen. And you, the first day you went to the hospital that week, um, I was still like working and you sent me a photo of her. And I mean, it, it, I, it was shocking. Like it shook me and it takes a lot to shock us at this point. Um, yeah. Just like the, how much her physical appearance has changed. And it, it makes me think of like, you know, dare was a big thing when I was in middle school. Right. And, you know, you always saw the posters of like, this is meth after this, you know, I mean, it it truly like she's unrecognizable. I mean, it's horrific. And completely. It's pitiful. I mean, the medical staff is just like speechless. This Mm -hmm. woman can't walk. Her legs are so infected that her tendons are showing at this Mm -hmm. point. Like it looks like when you look at a science model of a body and it peels back the layers so you can see the tissue. That is what her legs looked like and it was infected all the way to the bone the tendons muscle I mean there's no skin whatsoever and so you know I saw her you know they kind of started assessing the situation just trying to figure out where they were with her so the next day um, Morgan's mother and our Nana wanted to see her and they needed to because I was like she's dying you know and so we got them up there And we're breaking all the rules, you know, but it was kind of like, here's the little family intervention. Like, what are you going to do? You know, like, are you going to get better? Like, what are you going to do? So we show up and a family friend was there and had already pretty much chewed her out because of the state she's in, because of what she's done to herself. So we're all in there, you know, and she's disclosing that she has warrants out for her arrest, you know, like all the things like she literally <laughs> was in trouble with the law. You know, she's in terrible, you know, a terrible state physically. And yeah. so we're just like, okay, well, we're here and we can help you and, and we can try to do these hard things together. But are you on the page? Like, do you want to live? Do you want to get better? And so security actually got called on as Morgan's mom was being a little zealous. <laughs> yeah, she was. She loves her. Being the big sister, you know, but honestly, security was awesome. And me and the family friend wound up just like having a cool conversation with (laughs) them. And, you know, we had to clear the room because you're only supposed to have like one person in a room with COVID. So met with the doctors the next morning and she has three three doctors, uh, one for the wounds, one for the legs and one for general care. And they're all basically saying the same thing. They're like, we recommend hospice. Yeah. Let her be comfortable and pass away because 
of her non-compliance. We don't want to put all this work into her. I mean, they didn't say it this way, but this is what they said. Like we recommend hospice because she won't stay in the hospital and get better. She just keeps leaving and going and getting high until she collapses again and gets brought in in an ambulance. And the second option was both legs needed to be amputated above the knee. Complete amputations and then focus on the wounds and go from there and, and, you know, get prosthetics. So at this point, she's coming around mentally to like, oh, shit, you know, like this last year of her life is like a a fever dream. You know, she doesn't remember anything really like about herself. Like she just literally sits at home and stays nodded out high. That's what she does. Um. And so she was very upset and distraught that she was losing her legs. And it's like, well, what do you expect? You have neglected them. This is the 22nd time you've been in the hospital. You won't go home and do wound care. You had every opportunity to fix yeah. your legs. Yeah, it's one of those things where like, you know, I saw her in the hospital while I was there. Uh, and we'll get into that. And it's like, you want to lecture her and be like, because she's, you know, she's fucking depressed uh, and, yeah. and upset and all the things. And you... You want to be loving and encouraging, but it's also like, yeah, what the fuck did you expect? Like you've neglected your body and your health for over a year now. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, what did you think there would be a different consequence? Like it's, it's shocking that she even has options at this point. Yeah. So she agreed to get on the same page with us and the surgeons and do her. And she said, I want to live. I want to be with my family. I want to live. I will do the aggressive route. And I mean, we needed the legs off the next morning. And of course, she's like, why so quickly? And I'm like, because you're going to die. These wounds that you have, you have MRSA. Like you are dying, you know? Yeah. And I can't, I can't stress enough, like, because I was there and they, while I was there at the hospital, they were changing the wounds on her legs. And like, we are not exaggerating, like tendons were exposed. It's like, white tendon and then just like black rotted and then red skin like the most horrific thing I could ever imagine I I just and the wounds on her back like go so deep like we probably should we'll have to do like a a gory gross yeah I can do a clip clip of them and imagine like the wounds look worse now because now she's hydrated. She was completely malnourished. Mm. I mean, every vitamin, every mineral, dehydrated, like completely malnourished. Literally just from getting like IVs for the first two days made her appearance change because her body was so shriveled up when she got there. And so, you know, made the decision for the amputations. In the meantime, I'm pretty much having to ghost work. I had to tell them finally what is going on. My boss had no idea about my personal life. Cause again, it's, it's so deep and shameful and unbelievable. I just try my best to hide it. And I love my career and I love just burying myself in my career to get away. But I honestly couldn't work. I mean, I had to be there (laughs) with her. Like she's not able to do anything for herself. You know, like at the end of the day, she's a human. And again, sobering up and realizing what she has done to herself. And that sucks. I mean, her headspace was terrible. Like I stayed with her the night before the amputation because she was very, very depressed and didn't want to be alone. And she was scared. I mean, who wouldn't be? Right. Yeah, I would be. Like, so the surgery started at 7 a.m. They took her down at six. And at this time, her 
boyfriend shows up who is my age Mm -hmm. and he has to ride a scooter. And so they're literally putting her into the elevator. We had a horrible night. She screamed the whole night. There is no sleep. And so they're putting her in the elevator and he's rolling up and I'm like, hang on, hold the elevator, you know, because it's like, she loves him. Like nobody can change her decisions. You, whatever. Yeah. He we'll rolls have up to they're give... like, oh, is this your son? And I was like, no, oh, I'm her daughter. That's her partner. Your partner? No, her partner. Mm. He's like, I love you. You know, all the things. And then we go back to the room because he had given her the wrong cell phone. That kind of stuff happens a lot when you're an active addict. Yeah, we'll have to give the like whole origin story of that in another episode because that that in itself is a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So like he he's switching cell phones with me for her cell phone. And I mean, I've not slept in like two days at this point, literally no sleep. I am like fumbling things. I dropped my phone on him and then poured my Coke all over him. And he was wearing a <laughs> white hoodie. Oh God! <laughs> and I was just like, oh God, I'm so sorry. Like I have wipes. I'm trying to like wipe it up. So during the surgery, obviously like my anxiety is high. I'm depressed. Like, I don't know what to do. So I just had to stay busy. So I literally like tracked down because she needs glasses. She has bad vision. Tracked down like where she got her eyes checked the last time. Went down there, like talked them into making glasses, even though they were expired. Got her other glasses fixed. Called the, the court and basically got her warrants taken care of. Um, like I was just like running around and running errands and making phone calls um, yeah. to, to keep myself occupied while she was in this very long surgery. And of course, they're calling me from the surgical room, which is nice and just giving updates because they had to first do the first leg above the knee and make sure her body was going to tolerate it to do the second leg because it's essentially two separate surgeries and they were able to do it all in one session they did have to give her blood because her blood was just so off like everything was so messed up and it's been a journey since that day she is very unhappy um there's not enough pain medicine in the world to get her comfortable Mm -mm. she wants to roll and move constantly because her ass hurts obviously there's fucking huge holes in them but the Which, good news is with her real leg. quick with oh sorry i was just gonna say with her pain like you have to think about like yes she got her legs amputated that is painful yes yeah. she has these horrific wounds on her back that is painful but also her body is used to heroin which is an opioid yeah and so it's like she's you know on significantly less you know opioids right now and that in itself like her pain receptors in her body have to be so fucked at this point oh they're fucked yeah yeah so she's in a ton of pain and you know there is no sleeping at night there's screaming constant moving constant i mean everything's urgent give me a sip of this give me a bite of this like she definitely likes to eat and drink right now um which is important for healing but you know it's she would get they put her on a pump and I literally got the dosage of her Dilaudid, her pain medicine, which is like the strongest stuff the hospital will give. I got it doubled. I mean, so she's like over the maximum amount, pushing the button. Morgan's mom came down there a couple of times and she's pissed because mom's in pain and it's, 
you know, she wants to blame the hospital and be mean to the medical staff. And it's like, they're doing everything that they can do. Also, the nurse can't make any decisions. They're just following directions from the doctor, (laughs) you know? So like this just horrible dynamic. So by the second night, she gets to where she's just screaming and she wants to stop. And there was this nurse that was just amazing. She came in. She stood there calm. She says her name. She says, you have to stop screaming. And she just keeps repeating herself. I can't help you if you can't tell me what is hurting. You have to stop screaming. Oh my God. She got her to stop screaming and was like, you're on the max amount. You're maxed out. You're going to have to figure out how to cope with this. So yeah. we're doing everything we can for you. But screaming's not going to help. I mean, she just like totally got her calmed down and got her to shut up. <laughs> so like later that night, I walked out and I was like, mad respect for how you handled Lieutenant Dan earlier. <laughs> because <laughs> that was impressive. Because when my mom wants something, she is mm. persistent as yep. hell. She will make you do what she wants. <laughs> oh, yeah. It that way. Yes. God. Yeah. I mean, and even just still talking about like her and her current condition, like she hasn't felt anything for so long because she's pretty much stayed high and numb. Yeah. So it's like, I can't even imagine like coming around and being sober and having my legs amputated and these horrific wounds that like, yeah, yeah, you've been physically numbing. I mean, there's, there were even wounds on the back of her head. There were wounds on her hands where she was using, I mean, everywhere. Just horrible. The worst condition you could imagine. And, you know, you have to realize that she is involuntarily in recovery from heroin at this point. Yep. She did not make a decision to stop using heroin. Mm -mm. She is in the state where she has no other options right now. And I know she still wants it, which is what just breaks my heart. So obviously the last two weeks have been hard as hell, but yesterday is when the other boot drop <laughs> dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of really great family friends that have been helping be there with her because she can't do anything for herself, obviously. Yeah. Like I told security the other day, I was like, the no falls sign is a little unnecessary. I mean, is it really a fall <laughs> if she doesn't have legs anymore? <laughs> security was like i noticed that sign too i'm like but really you know like can we take this sign down yeah literally (laughs) so i walked in with the caregiver and my boyfriend was going to get breakfast for her and she's out yesterday morning this woman doesn't sleep she's in pain she's uncomfortable she's out nodded out as soon as I walked in that door, I know that woman well. Yep. I knew she had had heroin. I look over, the boyfriend's asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm just immediately disgusted. But I was cordial with the boyfriend. I put her breakfast down. She didn't want to eat, which is unusual. She also had not had her pain medicine and did not give a shit and was completely out. Couldn't talk. So... I go outside with the caregiver and I'm like, he's given her heroin. She's nodded out. 
And he was like, you think that's what it is? I'm like, I know that's what it is. I know this woman. I was like, I'm about to have to call this in because I'm not going to let the hospital OD her. Right. Are you comfortable staying? And he was. So I get out. I call her case manager and I'm like, this is what has occurred. And he is still in the room. At that point, the caregiver had called me and said, she just asked me to leave the room. So I knew he was giving her more. And so they're talking to the charge nurse. I mean, hospitals don't have protocols to deal with this. No, they don't. Like even today, like he could go up there and give her more and there's not a protocol. So thankfully I, in a roundabout way, know the head of security. Yeah. Work with this person's family. And she starts calling me and she's like, what's going on? Why do you think this? Like I'm explaining all of it. And I'm like, if you pushed a lot in right now, you'll probably OD her. Yeah. Do not give her pain medicine. She slept through a bath. She slept. I mean, and this woman is agitated and in pain. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. I knew she was on heroin. And I guess real quick for anyone who may not know, I'm sure this is probably pretty common knowledge, but opioids, heroin and pain, pain medicine, which are all opioids, uh, they, they slow the, the respiratory system. Yes. So the, the problem with ODing is you, you just literally stop breathing. I, I believe that's right. Your heart, it's not your heart. It's you stop breathing, right? It just slows everything down. Yeah. Um, so when you OD, it's, it's, yeah, you've taken too much. Your system is now slowed down enough to where you, you die. Stop breathing. Right. Yeah. So obviously, you know, if she's on heroin, the hospital doesn't know and they're continuing to give her opioids, she's going to stop breathing. Yeah. So basically, security went in, made the boyfriend leave, and searched the room. They didn't find anything. Well, no shit. You don't find anything. She's not that stupid. Like, it's with him, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they questioned her, and she denied, 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 you know? And so I was like, run a drug screen, because you guys are going to OD her. Like, So she went all day with no pain meds, slept through everything, They did pull the drug screen. Of course, it was positive. They don't do anything about it. I mean, she's an adult. She can have anyone she wants visit her unless she requests them not to. You can take drugs if you're in the hospital. They're not going to kick you out. But what they usually do is make a no contact. So like Mm -hmm. usually that's when she winds up sitting up there by herself and she can't have visitors. Fortunately, security was awesome and they were like, We know she's in a bad state mentally. We don't want to keep you and, you know, the good people away from her. But we also can't put a no contact with him in because she didn't request it. Yeah. And I mean, look, there's there's a whole thing with like human dignity that we obviously agree with and believe in. And like, we're not by any means saying that hospitals that are already like understaffed and overworked, especially in the last couple yeah. of years of the pandemic should have to like police this. And no. by no means do, do we think that like, you know, of course, like an addict deserves medical help and yeah. medical care, just as anyone who is not using does, of course. Um, and, you know, her partner who is obviously an addict and, and bringing the heroin to her, like, he deserves to see her too I guess I mean it's it's a really like all the things we talk about like there's a lot of gray area there Um, a lot and I mean he even contacted me today to see where she was because she got moved last night thankfully her caseworker worked it out to get her moved to a facility it's actually at the same facility to just focus on wound care and I could not be happier 
that she worked that miracle, especially with what was going on. But I told him where she was. It's her choice. I can't be a parent to a almost 60-year-old woman and keep people away from her. She is going to decide what she wants to do. You can't put, try to put that. I mean, one, you you can't do it. And two, like, that's no. not worth your energy. No. So I go see her today in the new facility and they have very strict visitor policies, which is great, right? So like yeah. only one person can see her a day now and it's a certain time period, which is great because then I can work and like have my life back and not feel guilty because I'm not up there. Yeah, And I exactly. hate to be that way, but you know. I mean, like, boundaries. Like we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. So I, I go up there and I keep myself busy organizing all her stuff because she had like 10 bags of supplies of wound care stuff. And I like get it all organized. And then I sat down with her and she's sober again. She's on pain medicine, but sober for her. And honestly, I just lost my shit. I was just like, I'm not mad. I was like, but my heart is so broken. Like, I want my mom back. You know, like, why? Do you keep making these stupid fucking decisions? Like when you took the heroin, it made you not eat, which means your protein is down and which means your wounds can't heal. And like, you're going to die. Like I actually FaceTime Morgan and I'm like (laughs) full cry, you know, like, do you want to live? You know, like, do you want to live? And she denied it. And then I finally said, I ran a fucking drug test. You can't tell me, you can't tell me that you laid there all day with no pain medicine, slept through everything because you were tired. That's what she tried to tell me. I was like, I'm not fucking stupid, mom. I'm not stupid. And I had them pull a drug screen. She said, I snorted some. Well, no shit. I know. So is that what you're going to do? Like, is this your plan? Are you just going to fucking leave and go do that shit again and fucking die? And, you know, like the nurses had come in and she's got all these beautiful, expensive flowers. And they're like, oh, are these all for me? I was like, no. I was like, she has a lot of people that love her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Where And, you know, Sarah, like, like she said, she FaceTimed me today crying. And I, I mean, at this point, like, I didn't know if she was going to be like, she's dying you know, say goodbye or like, what the fuck? So I even texted her during the face. And I was like, I need to know why you're crying because you were kind of acting like I didn't you know, get like, that, by the way, until <laughs> way later. Well, I figured it out afterwards. Um, yeah. But like I, I'm, I can be really harsh in my kind of like pep talks slash lectures. And, you know, Sarah and I have kind of decided that like it's really not best to come for me in that way. Like more just like love and encouragement is is better for me because my yeah, it, I can just be a little too harsh with that stuff. So I was like, I couldn't tell, like, she was kind of, I was like, okay, what are we doing? And Sarah's like crying and starting to like kind of encourage her, but also lecture is not a, the great word, the right word for it. But you were kind of just like, you know, I'm just talking to mom about how I want my mom back. And like, you start crying again. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to lecture too much, but yeah, same. I was like, you know, we love you. Like we want you here. And that's what I said to her in the hospital. When I saw her the day before I, the day that I was driving back to DC, she was getting the amputation done. So I saw her the day before she had the surgeries and, you know, it's like, it's so emotional to tell a loved one, you know, like, I want you to live. Like, I want you to be here. You know, like I miss you in my life. Um, Cause we don't, we don't see her often. We only see her you know, in situations like this. And it's just like, 
what do you want? Like, do you want to get better? Do you like, you know, it's like, it's such a hard situation to be in. Literally her answer to me and to Morgan today is she doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, I said, what's your game plan? You know, like, what, what, what are you thinking? What are you going to do? Um, she said, I don't know. And she doesn't know. And, you know, I was talking with Sarah just the other day and I was like, you know, if, if, if I'm being like really honest and really thinking about this, she's never said she wants to get clean ever. She's mm-hmm. never said that. Never. And so we've Not just kind of, yeah. So, you know, we've hoped for it. Uh, obviously, and we've talked to her about it. And, you know, there have been moments when we've kind of like put the words in her mouth and she'll say like, okay, to kind of agree to probably get us to shut up because she doesn't want to hear it, which I don't blame her. But she's never said, I want to get clean. Like, let me figure it out. Let's do this. Like, so it's like, what do you do in that situation? Like as the loved one, like if your loved one doesn't want to get clean, like what, where, where? And it's like that messed up blurred line of, do I just turn my back on her? She can't yeah. even fucking stand up now. You know, like, what she's do I do? A, yeah. She's in such a pitiful state now. It's like, it would feel so fucked and so shitty to not be in her life now, especially. But then there's, yeah, there's the other side of it of like, is she going to get better? Is she going to go back to living her normal life of being an addict and sitting in a scooter and a chair and defecating on herself and shooting up constantly just with no legs this time. Like, is that what's about to happen? Like, I don't know. And we really, I mean, it's, it's dark as, as shit. It's heavy as shit. It's so fucked to say that, but it's like, that's literally where, like where our minds have to be realistically. And like, I told her, I'm like, I would love for you to come live with me and be my mom. Yeah. So, yeah, so I left the hospital in a pretty rough headspace and called Morgan. That was today. (laughs) That was fucking today. And Morgan, I'm just going to let you pick up on this part because the rest of that conversation, like, well, these planets, they're hitting. It ain't good, though. I'm going to get emotional because one, I just saw you cry and I can't like seeing you cry is like the hardest thing <laughs> in the world for me. So literally same. <laughs> um, now we're both crying. Um, this conversation that we had, and luckily we did it together because I, I couldn't have done the phone call without Sarah and Sarah. Again, I'm much more fiery than Sarah and she keeps me very grounded and just like is really good at being like the mediator in situations. Um, but this is like, yeah, I haven't processed it until right now. Um, we called the family afterwards, like my mom and our Nana to give an update and, you know, and it's not even really an update. It's just kind of like an everyday Sarah's calling them to touch base. And obviously they know about the heroin and everything. And, you know, my mom gets on the phone and she's obviously not sober. And again, I'm not blaming her for not being sober. Like this is a really hard fucking time. And she is a caretaker right now of an elderly person, her mom, which is really, really hard, um, in itself. Yeah. So, I mean, just like, you know, she's in a really hard place, just like the rest of us. Um, She's not sober and like she definitely has severe mental illness. Like uh, we've touched on that. But I mean, basically, it was a phone call of hers, you know, kind of just going on about you know her suicidal ideations and how she doesn't want to be here um, and how it would be easier for everyone if she just did what her dad and the boyfriend did that we've talked about in previous episodes and. It's just like, 
you know, we stayed on the phone with her. We said, like, we're here for you. We said all the things, but it's just like. It's so helpless whenever your mom. And I mean, obviously, this was my aunt, but I've had the same scenario with my mom. You know, like Morgan is not here. But even me being here where I'm a drive away, like her saying I'm going to. I mean, she has a firearm, you know, like I'm going to go get my gun and I'm going to just blow my brains out, you know, like in talking about the suicides that have occurred in our life and our family and how everything would be better. And I mean, she said it so many times and like, it's just the most helpless feeling because it doesn't matter what we say. We can't change what's happening in her head. And like, I knew how hard that call was for Morgan. Like I felt so bad. I mean, it sucked for me, but like, I felt so bad for Morgan. Like we're already having a shitty day. We're already dealing with heavy shit. And then now, now we're on suicide watch, you know? Exactly. And it just, it almost makes me feel like it puts us, it's almost like we're back at square one and I don't necessarily, I don't know how to like properly articulate this, but like, we've like worked really hard to grow and heal and have all these boundaries and everything, but it's like the trauma just gets harder (laughs) It's like, God damn it. Are we taking a fucking test? And like, we've just like gotten, gotten to like the harder and harder levels. Like, we like it's, made it's it like algebra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I want to have these boundaries and healing for things to like chill out a little bit. Like, I don't want to have to constantly apply them. Um, yeah. <laughs> just to laugh about it for a minute. But it's like, this is such heavy stuff. Like, even just like verbalizing, like logistically, like, oh, Sarah's mom had her legs amputated and she's still using heroin in the hospital. And Morgan's mom is now suicidal because of the situation. And our Nana, you know, their mother is still very ill and, you know, old and probably ending, you know, the end of her life. And both of these situations are nothing but stressful to her. And it's just like, Sarah and I, it's like, what, what do we do? Like, where can we, we can't save our moms, but we love our moms. We got to protect our mental health. But it's like, I mean, even on that that phone call, I was going through my head. I was like, this is all so fucking triggering. Like, I don't want to be on this phone call right now. Like, my mental health comes first. But then I was like, no, Morgan, like, you're strong enough. Like, you need to listen to this. You need to be there for her. Like, she was just like venting about everything. And it wouldn't matter. Like, if we were both just like, we will help you. We will be there. She's like, you can't, you know, like she wouldn't accept like any of the love or support that we were giving. And she just kept talking about just all the bad shit in her life that's going on. And it's all valid. So like, I just tried to play the role of like validating and not trying to fix because sometimes people just want to be heard. And I'm just like, you're right. Your life is fucking hard. This is all fucked. It sucks. Like, you you need to take time to take care of yourself, though. You know, like, it was, that was probably the worst mental state I've ever experienced with Morgan's mom. And I've been through some deep stuff with her. Yeah, that one was, and again, like, obviously, I'm not in any position to diagnose her with a mental illness, but like, I'm sure she has some pretty severe mental illness, whether it's PTSD you know, to even maybe bipolar disorder. I don't know, but like, there's definitely something there and it's definitely exasper- ex- exasperated when she is not sober and yeah. 
this was just like a really bad state because things are really bad explosion yeah it was it was fucking triggering um because she goes in my eyes are still wet from crying both (laughs) of our eyes were still wet from crying about my mom i'm just trying to get home and take a shower now we're on this half an hour explosive phone call it's like is this real life right and what are you supposed to do be like oh, this phone call is triggering. So I'm going to go, even though you're telling me that you don't want to live. Like you and can, that you're going to get your gun. That. Yeah. Right. Like you literally cannot do that. You can, you can't just be like, well, I'm going to go bye. Like while someone is, is, go, is expressing their suicidal ideations. Like, yeah. Fucked. <laughs> this is so, why like, or you can go ahead. We just had to bear through it. There was no getting off the phone. <laughs> no. And it is just so fucking hard. Um, I mean, retrospect, like I, I'm glad we have this outlet, like while things are kind of in the worst place that they've ever been. Um, yeah. It just goes back to like, you know, your friends text you or like, you know, people that you're dating, whatever, just like, how's your weekend going? And you're just like, I couldn't even begin to tell you, like, I, I just genuinely couldn't even begin to tell you. So I'm just going to be like, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Just chilling at home, having a, a Saturday night to myself. Like, that's what yeah. I'm going to have to do after all of that. It's so fucked. Morgan's um, trying to have date night with herself. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to have a nice night. Um, and I guess I still will. But God damn. This shit I mean, my anxiety heavy. was so high today that when I got to that hospital, because I knew how this conversation was going to go with her. Mm-hmm. I literally shit on myself in the car. Like. <laughs> My bowels are loose. I need to find some emodium. Like I'm drinking ginger ale because I still feel sick to my stomach. It's physically ailing me at this point. It literally does. Like I'm sure everyone who has experienced severe anxiety knows like it affects your stomach (laughs) so bad, (laughs) which just makes it worse because you're like, God damn. Yeah. I got to the room. I was like, I shit on myself. I got to go take a minute. Give me a minute. But you know what? I did have my shower and I ran all my hot water out and I did all the things. <laughs> I was like, I deserve some Sarah time. I had my scrubs out and like everything. Yeah. I mean, for for clarity, we were supposed to rec- we had planned to record today at 11 a.m. and it is 7.01 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> the day went down the shitter. <laughs> it did. It did. And it's just like. This shit is so heavy and dark. And I mean, all we can do is try to take care of ourselves and try to find joy between the really, really hard moments and love on each other and love on ourselves. But like, fuck, this shit is heavy and hard. And like, all I want right now is to hug her. I know. Like so bad. (laughs) I know it's so hard to see you cry and it's hard for you to same God. So where do we go from here? I guess we take it one day at a time. Go out and eat dinner. And yes. Go to fucking bed. Is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Good. I'm gonna do all my little yitty yitty things that I love. I'm gonna do my yoga and my German lesson, my some piano and maybe dance. Yay. Take a shower as well, like one of those really long showers. Um, yes. Because fuck, dude, this is like 
when the the self-care is necessary and the self-care isn't just like, oh, have a glass of wine. It's like, no, I've got to like go decompress. I've got to process. And then I've got to like love and care on myself because that's the only way we can show up and like support ourselves and each other to get through this. And be worth a fuck for anybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um I mean, like, thank you guys for listening because yeah. I know this, this is sure, I'm sure by far the heaviest episode. Yeah. It feels like that for me. Absolutely. And, you know, we will continue to tell the lighter, funnier stories, but like, we're not here to sugarcoat shit. This shit is hard. And that's why it is hard. It's um, so hard. Yeah. And we're going <sighs> reach out and- to us. We'd love some advice. Email <laughs> yeah. us, message us. <laughs> Yeah, send us all the things. We need them. Um, I'm going to say it again. Come chat in the in the Facebook group. I yeah. know face- Facebook is a rough place these days, but I promise the group will be worth it to come to Facebook. It's like going to the old malls, like the indoor malls. Oh, my malls. God, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I wonder if people from other cities know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like the abandoned mall. Well, malls, and yeah, I guess in general yeah. are, are weird places now. Yeah. oh god bless god bless um yeah i don't i don't know what to say thank you guys for being here truly thank you for listening uh you know we're we're processing this shit and going through it in literally in real time real time with you today real time because morgan and i haven't even talked post the whole explosive phone call no we haven't i put a lamp (laughs) together and sarah showered so (laughs) That's all we've done. And um, your lamp looks beautiful in your living room. Thank you. I'm going to have to post a photo of it, I guess, yes. on, the, on the Instagram post. It's going to be like, this is the heaviest episode we've ever seen. Swipe. Here's my lamp. lamp. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find the joy. Find the joy. Yes. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you so much. Thanks for being here. And uh, we'll talk next week. Who the fuck knows what we're going to say next week? But we tr- we're here. still trying to throw in the historical stories in between the state of the union stories because there's endless ones of those left we haven't even scratched the surface yeah yeah so don't worry we're not going anywhere nope (laughs) love you bye you guys bye